Classical Cambridge on Cambridge 105 Radio. a stranger to Cambridge by any means. No, no, no. I've been coming here since I was an undergraduate ooh, 40 years ago and more. And wh- which college? Was that at King's by any chance? No, I was at Trinity. Ah. Um, although, actually, I studied composing in my last year uh, at Trinity. I studied composing with Robin Holloway, who... Uh, who who was at Kings, yeah. And and indeed still lives in Cambridge. Mm, Yes. So what drew you to Cambridge then at that (laughs) time? Well, do you know, I was encouraged to come here. I think if I'd known uh, what Cambridge had to offer, as fully as I did when I left, uh, I would have been even more eager to come. Um, I had no idea, though, really, what I was walking into. I applied for an organ scholarship because I was keen on playing the organ, but actually the year I applied, there wasn't one available. Um, So (laughs) I just became a a music scholar instead. Mm. But uh, in my first term, I played in 18 concerts, uh, playing piano, playing viola uh, in orchestras, uh, accompanying singers. And there's so much music making in this city. It's extraordinary. And I was very lucky that there were people studying here who had a much better idea of what they were going to do with their future um, and had a real five-year plan. And so when I came to the end of uh, my studies, still a little hazy about how I was going to earn a living, I was very lucky when I, I phoned up a friend uh, we'd met on the back desk of the viola section in a college concert one day. And, um, and I phoned up uh, Jeremy Sams and said, have you got any piano playing work going? Because I've run out of money. And he said, well, go and play for Handel Opera Company on Monday. Monday morning. And that was actually the beginning of my life in opera. Uh, so really, I owe everything to a phone call to a friend I met at Cambridge. And Jeremy, of course, was more into musicals, wasn't he, really? Well, he did everything. I mean, he <laughs> uh, he wrote a lot of music for theatre in those early days. And uh, then he would sometimes get a bit bored with playing the music and I would take over from him. And so I had to learn to play the accordion to take over from one of Jeremy's shows. And uh, he also, he was already doing translations, which he, he's carried on doing. And uh, then he also became a very uh, successful director. Um, so he's a, a proper polymath. 
good contact, really, to have. <laughs> because your parents, I believe, were both architects. That's right. Uh, and in fact, together, they uh, they designed the house. They, they built a house uh, for us when I was nine, ten, I think. Um, and they also designed the organ loft in the local church where I used to play, play the organ. Um, and so I had that, uh, my early experiences of, of hands-on music making there. Were they musical then? My mother was a, a very good pianist, and although they were both architects, uh, in the evening, uh, to unwind after the children were in bed, my mother would start playing the piano, and so in the distance I would hear Claire de Lune and maybe a bit of Oklahoma or something uh, <laughs> kind of drifting down the hallway, and the next day I would try and play whatever she had played. So playing by ear, that's quite a talent, isn't it? <laughs> yes, and uh, useful in all kinds of situations. So you mentioned opera, and I think you've written Getting On for 30. <laughs> that's right. Um, it's the th- I suppose it is the thing that I, I love the most and, and find the most congenial. Uh, most recently, I wrote a, a comedy about Karl Marx. Uh, there wasn't one, and I was excited to see one. But I suppose... Telling stories and writing for voices is a sort of a thread for, through nearly everything I've done. And uh, I've written quite a few songs and quite a lot of choral music over the years. And I think all of those things they have a similar kind of impulse, uh, being seized by a dramatic situation, whether it's part of a libretto of an opera or it's a scene, it might be a scene from the Bible, it, uh, it, you know, described in biblical texts or other poetic texts. And I suppose alongside playing the organ in, in church as a child, there was also singing in the school choir and that wonderful feeling of, of communion, you know, of share, just of sharing, of being part of something that's much bigger than you. And uh, occasionally our school choir would join with a a super choir of many, many choirs joined together and we would have all learnt the same pieces. We would meet in Southwark Cathedral on one occasion, I, I remember. And it was just, it was electrifying uh, to, to have, you know, been working away for, for some weeks perhaps on getting this music right and then to be part of this immense sound. And in a way, I, I think that chasing that experience or trying to re, recapture that experience for myself has been part of the impulse that's led to me writing so much choral music. And uh, people like uh, when you were studying with um, Robin Holloway, of course, in that some, that same decade, there were people like Judith Weir and uh, Tom Addis as well uh, studying composition, weren't there? Yes, uh, George Benjamin was uh, a contemporary of mine. He's a, he was a, a year younger and uh, already doing spectacular things. He had a, a uh, ringed by the flat horizon was in the proms uh, while he was still a student. So that was, I mean, that was absolutely someone to look up to. What was it, the spark that made you want to compose? Because obviously, in in that you came to study with Robin Holloway, uh, that must have been in your mind. Yeah, well, I, the thing is, I started making up pieces very early on. I mean, almost as soon as I could play the piano. And sometimes I think that was a kind of laziness. For example, playing the organ at church, uh, if I learned to Bach fugue with the pedal part, that would take me you know, a long mm. time, a lot of serious hours of labour. But on the spur of the moment, I could make up something that sounded very exciting or whatever the mood needed to be at the end of a service. Uh, so it was easier to make up my own music than to learn other people's. <laughs> <laughs> it always is. And, but is a bit of a, a solitary affair, isn't it, writing? Yes, and I think that's why I'm drawn to, from time to time, working uh, with 
large and congenial groups. Uh, so, I mean, today while we're having our conversation, I'm in Cambridge to uh, meet the choir who've been rehearsing a piece, and I haven't heard the choir sing yet. So this is a day when I get out of the house and I can get away from my desk uh, and stop racking my brains and trying to have another idea. Right. Well, thank you very much for coming in, Jonathan. Wish you every success, and people have certainly got lots of opportunity to uh, listen to your music over the next few weeks. <laughs> thank you very much. Cambridge 105 Radio